What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and I have a special guest with me. The beautiful part about this is I don't have to record the intro separately because my guest is in my house. She lives with me. She is very attractive, and I am honored to have Melanie on the podcast, also known as Coach Mel, for her clients, and I'm excited. Welcome. Thank you. So for those that don't know you, let's start with a little background because I think it's important for the context of this episode for everyone to know just like what you do in life and the role that you play and all of the many hats that you wear. Okay. Um, So I am a mother of three. I have a 15-year-old daughter, Addie, a 13-year-old son, Dylan, a nine-year-old daughter, Evie. Um, I also work full-time as a director of marketing, director of marketing strategy, I should say. Um, I coach for Mike. I have uh, a group. I do group coaching. Um, I also do one-on-one coaching. I love it. That is my passion. Um, I will say marketing is also my passion. Um, Yeah, and I think that's it. And I think that um, for those that don't know the backstory of POP, it's important to remind everyone that Melanie is actually the brains behind the operation. Um, (laughs) Typically the way that things go is I have an idea and then I tell Melanie the idea and she's like my first brain dump. And then she tells me all of these things that are really even better ideas and I ignore her. And then later on, I execute her ideas and pretend like they were my own. It's true. It's very accurate. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to say the full transparent story, which is that they get executed. And I'm like, oh, you did that. Yeah, that's great. So that was kind of how pop actually came to be in a very roundabout way. But Melanie was um, instrumental in giving me the confidence to do my own thing and was like, hey, you're really onto something. You should embrace it. And um, when I first discovered neurotyping, I was blown away by it and was kind of hesitant to share what I was doing. And Melanie was like, people are going to love this concept, you have to put it out there. You have to tell people. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how that will be received. And then eventually I did it and pretended like it was my (laughs) idea. So, um, but I always know that the credit goes to her. Um, I think that first I need to address something that happened over the weekend before we get into the actual conversation. And this is a really important conversation that we're going to discuss something that has been a common theme for the week. Um, For those of you that don't know, we ran a scholarship for coaching. And if you missed it, I apologize. Um, Hopefully you guys are following me on Instagram or you're in our Facebook community and you were able to enter the scholarship. But we gave away over $10,000 in cash and prizes um, with free coaching, free training programs, free supplements, free challenge enrollments, Um, It was a joint scholarship with M. Montgomery, and we had over 1,100 people apply. And we read every single application. And some really powerful um, applications just as to, like, why do you deserve the scholarship? And the, the reason that I'm mentioning this is because the most common answer without fail, like, hands down, the most common answer was... I am putting everybody else's needs before my own, and it's time that I prioritize myself. 
And the scholarship would be a great opportunity for me to start prioritizing myself. That without fail, like some iteration of that concept was the most common application response of the 1100, over 1100 people that apply. And that made me think, I really need to go on a rant about this topic (laughs) because if so many people are still, and it was like, you know, I pay for everything that my kids do before I pay for anything for myself. And I do everything for my kids before I do anything for myself. And my husband's needs come first and everybody else's needs come first. And I'm left, you know, in last place. And I think oftentimes we misconstrue that misconstrue that concept as we're, we're doing better for the people we care about. And my opinion is you are doing them a disservice and you are doing yourself a disservice. Now, as a man with no kids, and I felt like if I'm going to jump on here and go on a rant about this topic, it probably would not be well received. Melanie, on the other hand, is a mom of three. Uh, We own a house together. We have two dogs. She just mentioned she's a marketing director. Um, She works for me. Uh, She's had two jobs since I've met her. She is incredibly fit and very beautiful. Uh, she, she like gets shit done. And so I was like, I want you to come on the show and talk about this perspective of prioritizing yourself when you have a million other things that could take priority. Like how do we actually navigate that? But before we get into that topic, uh, Melanie and I were in New York this past weekend because we had a billboard together in Times Square. So I just want to address the fact that so many people had messaged us being like, congratulations, you made it. It's like the biggest thing in the world. And granted, it was very cool. Like having a billboard in Times Square is really a cool thing that we'll remember forever. And it will be, it will have a special place in both of our hearts. But I would just like to say, it's actually not really much of anything. <laughs> like it was an opportunity that fell into my lap that I took advantage of. I can promise you that Nobody is going to see that billboard and be like, oh, I need to go change my life by hiring pop. Like (laughs) it was just a cool thing that happened. Um, While I appreciate the outpour of love and support, um, I just want to be clear that it it means nothing about our business. (laughs) It means no, it's just something that we can say. You know, the real value is we have something for the whole two truths and a lie game because we could say, I was on a billboard in Times Square. And then a lot of people would be like, no, that's a lie. It's actually true now. I have to give you credit, though, because I think what you're undervaluing, it was an opportunity that fell on your lap, but you took action on it. Not everybody does that. So even though it wasn't that big of a deal and mom, I hope you're listening because my mother got very upset with me that I didn't tell her that the billboard was happening. because She, too, thought it was a big deal. But the fact that you actually embraced the opportunity and like moved it forward, that is a testament to you. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't not take any credit for it. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I didn't like do anything all that special, but it was a, it was a cool opportunity and I'm glad that we were able to experience it and be there. And it was like a great moment to like wait. And, and then like the billboard flashed, you're like, Oh my God, there it is. And like, there's all these people around. And there was like one couple that was like, Oh, that's you guys up there. How cool. (laughs) Um, so it was a, a fun experience. Um, so let's get into the topic. Um, I just want to just rip the bandaid off and ask the question when you, when you hear other moms saying, making statements like I've 
put my kids' needs before my own for my entire life and my husband's needs before my own and everybody else comes first and I'm tired of putting myself last. And like, now is the time that I want to start prioritizing myself. And like, like what's your initial reaction when you hear comments like that? It makes me sad, quite honestly. I mean, first I should probably say, you know, I'm a mom like every other mom. I'm not an expert in parenting. Um, you know, I've learned, especially recently, we're all just children that grow into adults that decide to have our own children. And we bring all the stuff, um, you know, that we brought forward from our own experience as a child, some of it good, some of it bad. There is no perfect parent. So anything that I, that I share, anything that I think is just coming from my own perspective. I'm not, I can't say that I'm an expert in this area, but it does make me sad. It makes me frustrated. Um, I think that there is a missed opportunity in seeing that how you show up every day, the things that we say to our kids are one thing. I mean, you hear my kids all the time or like, you know, especially as they become teenagers, they don't want to hear anything that you have to say. Um, so it's your actions that actually are going to crystallize what it is that you stand for and what it is that you hope that they take into their adulthood. That is so much more important. And so it, it frustrates me. It makes me sad when women think for some reason, and I should say men too, that, you know, this idea that you have to sacrifice everything that makes you you, everything that makes you happy, your health, your um you know, even how you look, like feeling good in your skin. You know, it's not about having muscles and abs and all of that, but just being, putting on pants and being like, I like how I look in these or going shopping and having that be a positive experience. Like that stuff makes you a better parent. It makes you, it makes you happy. It, it's fulfilling. And I think they see that. And then that's kind of like what they'll model. Yeah. It's such a great point. We, we didn't, actually prep for this at all. We just kind of hit record and started going. And I didn't know that you were going to take it in that direction. What I like immediately started thinking of is when we work with clients, a lot of the times what they'll say is a big driving force for making a change is setting a better example for kids, for their kids. And we hear that all the time. So I'm thinking to myself, on the one hand, you're saying, I want to set a, a better example for my kids. But then on the other hand, you're saying, I'm going to set the example that everybody else's needs come first. So there's a disconnect there. Like you said it, your kids will model your behaviors and your actions. They're not necessarily going to hang on to your words. Like, you know, the whole concept of, Hey, the stove is hot. Don't touch it. Um, They sometimes will hear that and then it'll go in one ear and out the other. And then they touch the stove and they have to learn the lesson. I think what's more powerful is when we lead by example, through our actions, and they model our behaviors. So if you're modeling the behavior of I'm putting myself last, and then your kids grow up to start putting themselves last, you'll be like, what the hell? Why are they doing that? Where did they get that from? Well, they got it from you. Oftentimes we pick up those things from our parents. We're not even aware of it. Um, So I think like the question is how and when to make that change. Like when do you flip the switch and how do you go through that process? Yeah. It's funny because I have clients all the time. They're like, no, I don't know how you do it. You know, how do you get to the gym four or five days a week? How do you, you know, get your cardio? And if I'm doing cardio, which is rare, but if I'm working with a coach, I'm doing cardio. Um, And they, and most of them I'm very transparent with. I tell them that I work two jobs and caveat, I am a, I am notorious for taking on more than I should sometimes. So not only do I have a full-time job coach, 
And I occasionally pick up some freelance marketing work for a good friend of mine because I adore him and think he's brilliant, um, a brilliant creative mind. And so sometimes I just really enjoy doing work for him. So I often take on more than I should. But that being said, I'm very transparent with my clients. I They know I have two jobs um, and they're always like, how do you do it? The fact is, is I never didn't do it. Like it was never in my mind, it was never an option to... I've been, I've been exercising in the gym since I was 15. Um, my oldest sister started doing like step classes and, and I, she was my oldest sister. So I wanted to do it. My dad, uh, my parents were always into fitness. And so fitness was always a part of my life. But that being said, when I had my kids, I will say I had three kids in five and a half years, like a lot of us. Um, and I did not go to the gym during that time period. In fact, I have clients who are like new moms and they go to the gym and I think they're amazing because that wasn't, that I did not do. But at the time I was a runner or I was doing like videos from home and fitness was always a part of my life. And it was never, it never really entered my mind that it shouldn't be a part of my life. So it was very much a habit. It was very much a routine. And the only thing that's changed is when I get it done. So like Mike has probably mentioned, like I met him at a gym and I would work out at five o'clock in the morning because when my youngest was 18 months old, I decided I wanted to go back to a gym. And that was the time that I felt like I could do it. It was five o'clock in the morning. I found a gym. Number one, I, I was like, what do I need? I need something that is close by. Cause I don't like driving at night um, in the dark or in bad weather. So I'm like, I need something close by. I need something that will be open early in the morning and I'm just going to, you know, kind of figure that out. And so I did, and I found something that was suitable and that's where I started. And then it kind of, you know, I kind of got more and more into it. Um, but it never, it was never an option to not make time for myself. And the reason I say that, and the reason I think it's important is because my kids, their entire life, they know mom goes to the gym. They know that mom eats, you know, her things like, they know that I'm, you know, they make fun of like my protein, you know, how much protein I eat and like all those things. But like, it's not weird to them. It just is. And I think that's the part that I think so many, when I read, when you were telling me about all the scholarship applications, I wish that people didn't have to go back to, and now it's time to make time for myself. Like if you never stopped making time for yourself, then you don't have to kind of exercise that muscle, you know, for the first time, like it's just always been there. And I think that it's one of those things where you just have to start doing it. Like if you've been in that place where it hasn't always been the norm, then just make it the norm now. And it's never, there's never the right time. There's never the right situation. I promise you, you don't have to win a coaching scholarship to draw the line in the sand and say, I'm going to start prioritizing myself now because I look at our life together and like you prioritize training, you prioritize nutrition you shop for yourself. We take trips together. We also take trips with the kids. We still like, we're going to the Kendrick Lamar concert tomorrow night. We have the kids. They'll be home alone with Addie. Who's 15. Um, totally fine. We'll be back, you know, at midnight or whatever, but like, they'll be gone. They'll be home for a few hours without us. It's not through all of the things that we do and that you do for yourself to prioritize yourself, to meet your own needs, your kids. And I am a witness of this, feel total love and support. I don't think that any of them would ever question, do you care about them? Are you there for them? You know, are their needs being met? Like 100% 
they feel taken care of almost, I would say that they're maybe a little bit spoiled. Is that, is that fair? <laughs> a little bit, okay. maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, so I think that there's often this misconception that if I do all of these things, then I'm taking away from them. You're adding to them because you are more of yourself. You have more energy. You have a bigger cup to pour from. And I think that that's really the perspective shift that needs to happen. I, I want to touch on a little bit of a taboo topic, if that's okay, which is money, because you are divorced and had to start your life over again. Yep. And I know that divorce comes with a financial cost um, and it's not, you had to like buy all new furniture and yeah. go into a new living situation and start paying rent and like literally from scratch. And it's not like you were sitting on like piles of money that you were able to pull from. Like you really had to like scrape and hustle. And through all of that, you've still been able to prioritize periods of investing in coaching and working with a coach and investing in quality food and gym memberships and all the things that you do for you and still like shopping and you know, like all- you come back to shopping a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a hobby of yours. It is. <laughs> um, online shopping. There's typically 700 items in Mel's shopping cart, and then she'll buy like maybe 12 of those <laughs> items, and then she'll return like 10 of those items. <laughs> true. Um, so talk about the financial side of it. Like that was another thing that kept coming up. I pay for like your kids yeah. go to camp. They have done you know dance and. Yep. Soccer. whatever, sock, all the things. Yeah. And, and that's another situation where, again, it's not, I don't want to like put your financial situation out into yeah. the world, but like you weren't just sitting on piles of money. You yeah. had to hustle, you had to scrape, but you were still able to do all the things. Can you talk about the, the money side of things? Yeah. Um, and yeah, just to clarify, because I do think it's important. Like I, I, I don't, I haven't, you know, I grew up very comfortably, but I'm very independent partially by design. Cause I just have a hard time taking things from, from anybody. But um, I think it comes back honestly to the same thing. Like if you, I, it never was an option. Like, I don't think of it as an option. I think of it as these are number one, these are, if, if I, if I didn't invest in the gym, let's just start there or, and didn't invest in food that I know is going to help me to meet my goals, I'd be miserable. <laughs> like I would not be a good person. I, I know myself. Um, and this is not to say, by the way, that the gym is therapy. The gym is not therapy. But it is therapeutic, but it just, I feel good. And when I, and I feel good about myself and I feel good that I have made time for myself. And so it was never an option. So like investing in the gym was never an option. Investing in a coach um, when I've had a specific goal. Um, I mean, really now I, I just have a coach all the time, but it's, I can't, I don't even know that I can answer the question because it's, it's truly, I don't think I believe that I am a better mother. I believe that I'm a better partner. I believe that I am a better sister. I believe that I'm a better employee if I'm doing the things that allow me to be my optimal self. Like, I don't even know what else to say about it. Cause like, that is just it. Yeah. And I've, I've witnessed situations where, you know, a lot of people will say, well, it's just not in the budget right now, but I've seen you want to hire a coach who's expensive. Yeah. Like we're talking like three, $4,000 over a six month period. And 
a lot of times it's like, well, should I do that? But then I also have to pay for like EV soccer. Yeah. And I also have to pay for whatever. And I've seen you be like, you know what? Um, I want to invest in this coaching program, but I also want to make sure my kids are doing the activities that they love. So I'm going to pick up an extra job. Yeah. Like you would just find a way because it's important to yeah. you to make it happen. I think that a lot of people look at what resources do I currently have versus how can I get resourceful and make it happen? Has there ever been a time where you've like known that, okay, I'm going to have to cut back on things that I'm like frivolously spending on in order to make that investment a priority when it comes to something like coaching? I mean, yeah, I think we, and I think it's important to say like, this is, I think this is probably something that maybe people are listening and thinking, um, I don't know that I'm different. Like I'm not, I I literally have that conversation with myself all the time. I'm like, I want to, you know, invest in coaching, but I have this to pay for and that to pay for and this to pay for and that to pay for. And am I being selfish? Like, should I be paying for this for myself when I have eight other things and like Addie's going to be driving next year and I need to start saving for a car. Um, I mean, number one, I think where there's a will, there's a way. So, I mean, you know, 0% credit cards, not that I like want to recommend that I'm not a financial person, but I, I think that I've definitely made decisions about pulling back in certain areas. Like to your point, I shop a lot. Um, you know, can I pull back a little bit in the shopping so that I can fit in coaching? Cause I don't, I feel it's, it's important. Like if I, it's, again, especially if I have a specific goal and, or the other thing is, is I think there's like the financial aspect, but then there's also like the mental, um, the mental aspect, like the mental capacity aspect, like they're both a matter of capacity, right? Financial capacity, mental capacity. But if I'm investing in a coach and I'm making that financial investment, that is freeing up mental capacity for other things that I want to be showing up for. And one of them is my kids. Like I've also, I think it's important maybe to mention, like, I'm also really just like so many of us as mothers, you're constantly, you know, struggling with, with parent guilt, with mother guilt. And like, so I want to be the room parent for my, for my elementary school or like, because I am so busy because I do work a lot. Now I'm very fortunate. I work from home. I do go to the gym early in the morning. Um, I do my best to make sure that, that I'm kind of partitioning the things that I want to be doing for myself into a time of day that, that has as minimal impact on my kids as it can. But I still want to make sure that I'm like there for them, you know, that I'm, at their games, that I'm room parent, if I can be room parent, that I'm driving them to school in the morning, because that's the only time that they talk to me, my teenagers. And so like, that's super important to me. So if that means I have to go to the gym at 445, so I can drive them to school at seven, like that's what I'm doing. Um, because it it's all important. And so I think through different phases of life and different seasons of life, that may look different, but it's just a matter of like, Again, it's just a priority. And to me, there isn't an option. So I'm going to make it work. Can I answer your question? Yeah, no, that was perfect. I think, again, if it's important to you, you will find a way. I think sometimes it's easy. And I don't don't mean to sound insensitive, but I do think that sometimes it's easy to hide behind that mask of, oh, everybody else gets priority. And it's, you know, it's almost like an easy victimhood mindset. Like, well, I'm almost like a martyr in a way. Like, I'm doing this for everyone else. So it's okay that I'm not joining coaching because my kids get all of this other stuff. Yeah. And you almost, it's almost like rewarding yourself in a, in a weird way by like taking the, the victim role. Yeah. 
be like, poor me, I don't get to do this coaching program, but it's kind of like this self-serving thing where it's like, I can't be successful with my goals, but it's because I'm putting everybody else's needs. And it's not, it's, it's a choice. I think that that's what we have to remind ourselves. It, it is an active choice to say, I'm not going to do this for myself. I'm going to do everything for everyone else. But we have to remember that that choice also has consequences to those people that you think you're helping. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, because I've thought of, the, of this before. I, I also, like, there are also times when I'm like, hey, Addie or Dylan or Evie, I can't do this thing for you because I, I want to go to the gym. Like, there, I think that's important too. Yeah. I, again, it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning, which was, number one, they've always known that this is who I am. Number two, I don't believe in like, you know, helicopter parenting or um, basically sacrificing everything that I care about for them. I don't think that that's a good, I don't think that, that I want them to model that behavior. So I also think that there's, that's an active choice too, right? Like you can say, Hey kid, I love you. And I'm so proud of you, but I'm going to miss your game because my day is, you know, is packed. And this is the only time that I have to do this one thing for me. But I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll be at your game next week. You know, dad's going to be at your game and, and he's there to support you or grandma and grandpa are going to be at your game and they're there to support you. Like, that's also when we talk about like it takes a village. That's the other thing I think that people don't like. And not everybody has a big support system. But like if you have a support system, utilize it like your kids love that shit. They love when their grandparents come to their games. They love when you know, somebody else is like there to cheer them on. It doesn't always have to be you and you don't, it doesn't have to be you and everybody else. Like if that's the only time that you can do something for yourself, I think it's perfectly okay to say, I'm not going to make this one event because again, I think, you know, we talk about this with the scale and with nutrition, like zoom out in general, I can say I am hundred percent there for my children. I do not think that they feel like I'm, I don't think if you ask them, they would say, oh yeah, my mom's really selfish. Like she's always going to the gym and she never makes it to any of my stuff. They would never say that. Have I missed a thing or two? I guess probably. But if you zoom out, I'm super consistent with showing up for them. Yeah. And I think sometimes if you like say it out loud, what would your kids say back to you if you like gave them the facts of the city? Like, I'll just use the concert as an example, because we're doing that tomorrow night. If you were like, hey, kids, gather around. (laughs) Mike and I like one of Mike's favorite artists is Kendrick Lamar. And because one of the things that I've benefited the most from with Mike is being exposed to such amazing music and, and his gift for artists and artistic expression. And he's put me on to people like Jay Cole and Kendrick Lamar. And so Kendrick Lamar is playing in Philadelphia and we can get tickets. And Mike and I would be so thrilled to go see that performance, but we're going to stay home because we don't want to leave you home alone for a few hours. They'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Totally. Go. Yeah. Like, no, they would be like, we don't want you here. Get out of the house. Go. Yeah. Like, think about if you just said the facts of the situation to your children, like, you know what? I really want to take care of my health. I want to live longer. I want to be healthy. I want to be fit, but I'm not going to pay for coaching because I want to pay for everything that you want to do. I'm not going to, go to the gym because I want to just be here for you 24 seven. It'd be like, no, go take care of yourself. Do what you need to do. Like they want you to be happy and fulfilled and they want you to do the things that you want to do. Just sometimes maybe think about what they would tell you if you were to present the situation to them. Um, 
I have to imagine that with everything you have on your plate and all of the various balls that you're juggling, that sometimes when you're trying to wind down at night, there can be like a lot of racing thoughts and your brain has a hard time quieting. Is that accurate? That would be accurate. Um, So if you are a mom and you have kids and you have a family to deal with and you've got work to deal with and you've got relationship stuff and you've got fitness stuff and there's various other stressors in your life and you find yourself laying down at the end of a hard day and your brain will like literally just not turn off. I have this problem myself. Um, Just like thought after thought, I have like a million ideas a day, only like a half of an idea per day is actually valid. The rest are stupid. But like, I have all of these ideas that come in and out of my brain, especially when it's time to go to bed and it interrupts my sleep. And I take my sleep very seriously. Um, and I know you feel the same way. Yes. Um, one thing that both of us is, have started to do that has been really beneficial is um, we started taking the Zen caps from Cured. Um, Cured Nutrition, they have CBD products, but they also have um, adaptogens, mushrooms, um, ingredients that are, they have a herbalist that's incredible at what he does and uh, formulates all of their products. The Zen caps help to calm your mind before sleep. Um, the nice part about it is it's not like sedative where you feel like groggy and gross and then you wake up all like sluggish. It is truly just something that quiets your mind so that those racing thoughts don't keep you up, which for me is huge. I know for you, yes, it's huge. Um, we have a 20% off deal with cured. So you can go to curednutrition.com and use code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M, get 20% off. I would highly recommend starting with their night caps um, or their Zen product. We both also use the rise, which is like the early morning, get focused to start the day. Uh, we'll use that like typically right before we start work, both of us do it. Um, so if you want to try that as well, you can go to Cured Nutrition, that's C-U-R-E-D, nutrition.com. Use code POPFAM at checkout for 20% off. The only thing, if you try to use the coupon code, um, it's not available for their drinks, which I absolutely love, by the way. Um, and it's not available for bundles that are already discounted. But if you're getting any of their individual products, use the, the coupon code. Or if you want to try like, you want to try one of the Zen caps, you want to try one of the Rise. Um, put them both in your cart. You'll get 20% off your entire bill. That's curednutrition.com slash popfam. Um, I'm sorry, just go to curednutrition.com and use code popfam for the 20% off. And uh, I'm super excited about that sponsorship because I really love their yeah, stuff. I took some rise right before this podcast. And you've been killing and it. And I'm focused <laughs> so and clear. It absolutely works. Um, so the last thing that I want to discuss is for the individual who is in a position where they have put themselves last, everybody else's needs have come first. Let's just say you had a client. We'll use a hypothetical, like new client comes to you and is like, Mel, I'm so excited to be working with you. I hear you're the best coach ever. And which is accurate. And here's my problem. I put everybody else's needs before my own. I don't do anything for myself because I want to make sure that my kids are all taken care of. And like, I really need help breaking out of this cycle. Where do you start? I would say, and it's funny, I, I definitely have had clients who have said exactly that. And I, what I would, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what you would say, because I'm wondering if, if you are going to guess what my thoughts are, but start small. I mean, just like anything we do, right? Like you're not going to take everything on all at once. If you are brand new to tracking macros, macros, 
you're brand new to working out. You're not going to do everything all at once. So I would say if you are somebody who has children and you've spent, I don't know, you know, eight, 10 plus years, not prioritizing yourself. Um, and, and this was a client of mine, I would say, start small, like start with, you know, walking. I mean, I would recommend walking for like a bazillion reasons, but, you know, clear your head, spend some time with yourself, not to mention, you know, all the physical benefits um, and the mental benefits that you get from walking. So can you start off with one 20 minute walk a day? Like, let's not talk about going to the gym, you know, and having to like get in your car and leave the house and fitting that in. But can you after dinner, take a 20 minute walk and just start to plant the seed? Because I think, you know, while our, while your kids, to, to your point, Mike, like they're not, they would always say, yeah, of course, go take a walk. They're not used. If you've spent that much time not prioritizing yourself, then that's what they are used to. So ease yourself into it, ease them into it. You know what? I'm going to start taking care of my health. The first thing I'm going to do is start to take a walk. Every night after dinner, I'm going to take a walk by myself. It's my time alone. I'm really looking forward to it and just start there and build just like we do with everything else. It's, a, it's, it's building, you know, adding, getting reps in, building on that habit with another habit, um, but start small and build from there. And I think treat that step as if it's a non-negotiable because yes. it should be. And it's, it's happening. Like it's not if I can get it done, like it's, this is scheduled, it's in my calendar and it is a meeting that nothing else interferes with. Obviously there are always exceptions, but treat it as if it's a non-negotiable. And I think like Mel and I take a walk after dinner every single night. If the kids want to join us, they join us. If they don't, they don't, but we are going (laughs) after dinner. We're going on our walk and we usually announce it to the house. We're going for a walk. Who wants to join? Sometimes we have all three. Sometimes we have one. Sometimes we have two. Sometimes we have none. Yeah, That's up to them. But the two of us are always there going for our evening walk. It is a non-negotiable. And I think that sometimes you just need that one thing that like gives you the not only permission, but the evidence that you can do it and that it's beneficial to them. Because again, the misconception that I think so many of us get trapped in is that it's better for them if I put myself last. And then when you start putting yourself first and you're like, oh my God, I actually show up even better for them. Yeah. Then it just completely shatters that pre-existing belief. So it gives you the evidence that I can do this. I have permission to do it. And then it carries um, just, you know, the m- momentum carries forward. And that's when you can take a bigger step like gym membership, investing in coaching, Um, Sometimes the investment in in coaching is really what unlocks the permission because you've taken the step and then your coach will tell you like, Hey, you need to do these things for yourself. And then hearing it from somebody else, it's like, well, my coach gave me this permission. So a lot of times we're really bad at taking advice from ourselves. And we just like have that inner critic that tells like, no, shut up. I'm not going to do that. But when it's for somebody else, when it's for an authority, when it's for a coach, we're like, yes, absolutely. Because my coach said to do it. So coaching can be a great conduit for making that change. You make that investment in yourself. And then all of a sudden you're accountable to somebody else. So you're doing things for yourself. And then you'll see through evidence and progress that, you know what, this is actually better for the people that I care the most about. And I think that that's a a really powerful shift that often happens with our clients. Um, Have you noticed that women that you've worked with in the past or currently like have that kind of Oh my God, look at how this is carrying over. Oh my God. Yes. Like what are some of the major areas that you feel like they weren't 
expecting to see progress, but it's like, oh my God, my, my relationship with my work life. Relationships, how you show up as an employee. I mean, I think when you are, again, I think it all comes down to not only this idea of like feeling good in your skin, you know, I like how I look. It's, 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 that's a small part of it, but I think knowing that you took a step to control your life, like life can feel so out of our control sometimes. And like everything is happening to us. But I think when you take a step, like hiring a coach, going to the gym, caring about what food you're putting into your body, it can be really super empowering that you've done something good for yourself, only for you. Like you are the person who gets to control this. And knowing that you've taken that action every day is super, super empowering. And I think helps to, it, it empowers you through every aspect of your life. So, I mean, I've, I always have clients whose, you know, relationships improve. And by the way, I think that's another thing, you know, now not everybody has a partner or a husband or, but I, I also think when you are somebody who is deciding to take care of yourself after taking care of everybody else, it's also really important and can be, can translate into other benefits in your relationship to say, Hey, partner, husband, whatever, like, I, I need to make time for myself. I need to make time for a walk. I need to make time to food prep. If you're a food prepper, I need to make time to go to the gym. What's a good time? Like, when can you help with the kids so that I can do this for myself? Like having that open line of communication, I think is really, really important. And obviously communication is everything. So like that also is going to have benefits. So without going on another rant, um, <laughs> that like literally just sparked something where we constantly see this situation where a individual is ready to make the commitment in themselves and they're ready to prioritize themselves and they go to their partner, their husband, whatever, and they get shot down. We don't need to spend the money on that. We don't, you don't need to do that. You're fine. Just how you are. Like, even when it's masked as a compliment, it's still unsupportive. Like, no, I love you just how you are. Don't join that coaching program. Like don't prioritize yourself. Um, what I've noticed is number one, uh, your partner is being unsupportive, but you can't control your partner. What you can control is how you approach the situation. What I would recommend is the next time you're in that same situation, here's what you do. You say, Hey partner, I found this program that is amazing. And it is exactly what I've been looking for because it's going to provide me with XYZ confidence, set a better example for the kids, show up better for you. And I am so excited to get started on this journey. And I'm really just telling you because I would love to have your support. Um, and I want to let you know that I'm doing this for myself, which I think will also benefit our entire family. Will you please give me your support? Like you're not asking for permission. You're telling them, this is what I'm doing, get on board, yeah. but you're presenting it in a nice way. And, and I think that if in that context, your partner still shoots you down, then you have to have a really honest conversation <laughs> and maybe go to some couples therapy and like put that shit out there. Like, you know what? I want to do this for me. And you're, you're shooting me down. You're not allowing me to be the person that I want to be. That is a problem. That should be talked about. That should be discussed. Don't just, you know, put your tail between your legs and be like, oh, sorry, my partner wouldn't let me. You're a fucking adult. Nobody gets to make that decision but you. Go to your partner. 
saying, this is what I'm doing. I'm asking for your support, not your permission. If they still shoot you down, then deeper conversations need to be had and couples therapy should be, in my opinion, on the table. I think even in cases where, because I know you've you've run into this a lot, where where women will say, well, I don't, you know, they don't work and and so the, you know, the maybe their partner is the breadwinner and, and they're, you know, a stay at home parent. But I think even in those situations, and that was never my situation. So again, caveat, like that is not my situation, but I have to imagine if it were, we would have, you would have made that decision together with your partner. So there was an agreement at some point in your marriage or your, your partnership, Hey, I'm going to work and you're going to stay home and take care of the kids. So if that's the agreement, I would argue that someone shouldn't be able to wield all the power in that situation, right? Like you've contributed in a massive, massive way to that relationship and like your home life. So you still, I I would suggest you, it still shouldn't be an asking for permission. It should be, Hey, I've, you know, I've, this was our agreement. I've stayed home with the kids. We're now at a point in our lives where like, I want to do something for me. So this is what I want to do. I'd really love your support. Like, even if you're not the one who makes any money, yeah. I, I honestly don't, I don't know that that should be the obstacle that stops anyone. Because again, there was an agreement made at some point in the relationship yeah. that you were contributing the, the, you know, the, the lion's share of the parenting and the errands, you know, to keep the household functioning. That is equally as important as an income. Absolutely. Same exact thing. And it's like, Hey, when did we discuss as part of this agreement that I wasn't allowed right. to invest in myself. And if that's the case, then I'll go get a job and you stay home with the kids, right? right. Like you can flip the script and be like, okay, well then let's change. I, I didn't know that that was the dynamic. If that's the case, then I'm going to go get a job and you're responsible for X, Y, Z instead. And like, again, I think that rather than doing that, it would be more effective to get your, like have a conversation. If there's no conversation that is productive. Get a third party like a therapist involved so you can work through those issues. It is not okay, in my opinion, for you to go to your partner and say, this is what I want to do because of how valuable I think it will be to my own needs and for everybody else that I care about. And for your partner to say, no, you're not allowed to do that. In no way like, do I think that that's appropriate. Um, so just food for thought when we're, as we're talking about putting yourself first, like truly means advocating for yourself as well and having uncomfortable conversations. I know better than anybody that saying difficult things that might hurt somebody's feelings is not the easiest thing in the world. As a trying to recover from people-pleasing people-pleaser, <laughs> I know the challenge there. But if you're going to be that person, if that's something that you value and that is who you want to become as your future self, then you have to just start doing it. What I love so much about your coaching style and why I think your clients are so successful is because a lot of times you don't sugarcoat it and you're just like, this is what you're saying you want. So fucking do it without being that. (laughs) I mean, maybe you say it that way, Um, but it's like very straightforward. Like if this is what you truly want and this is what you're saying is important to you, then you're aware the next step is action. You just have to do it. There's no secret. There's nothing that you're missing. The only thing you're missing is action. Action. So go do it. And I think that that really is like, 
at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I've had clients, I'm thinking about this one client in particular, but I mean, I've had clients all over the map, but I've, I've had clients who have three, I had one client who had three small children, three boys, all um, on the spectrum, like all with some disabilities, like, and she, you know, she worked out at home, she made it happen. She was a very hard worker. She had goals. She was a stay at home mom. Um, but she was super committed to, to what she was doing. I mean, and, and I've had, I've probably coached, I don't know, 300 women over the course of, of the past four years. And I mean, I really have seen it all people who have insanely complicated lives and home situations, but who have made a commitment to themselves and have seen it through. And sometimes to your point, it's true. I can be a little bit blunt, but that's because there's not always like an answer. There's not always like a special you know, magical answer. Sometimes it's just, I'm just going to get it done. Like this is important to me. I know what I need to do and I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to figure it out. Uh, and the beauty is that at any point in time, literally at any point in time, you can just decide and then do it. And then that's it. Like you make the decision, you move forward and it will completely change your entire perspective in your life. Um, if you are listening and you are at that point of readiness um, just go fill out an application, at least inquire about coaching and see if that's the right path for you. Go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply, neurotypetraining.com slash apply, fill out the application, have a conversation with my team. You can request Melanie because now you know that she's an amazing coach and she's just going to tell you to fucking do it. So you can request Melanie and um, just go fill out the application and see for yourself. If you're ready to take that step, just do it and don't look back. Hopefully this was helpful. If it was, we would love to hear some feedback. Uh, shoot us a message on Instagram. You can hit me up at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner and go follow me on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. It's the same handle. Join our Facebook community. It's called the personality diet and neurotype training. And I think that's everything. Thanks for joining and for Thank being you. such an amazing life partner and a <laughs> wonderful coach and a wonderful mom and all the things. And we will talk to you guys very soon.